Hello and welcome to this week's Next Sense Institute podcast. My name's Trudy Smith and I am your digital host for today. We've got a return guest. I'm so delighted to have Elise back with us. And if you haven't met Elise before, we chatted on the 23rd of August last year. But Elise, for anyone who hasn't met you before, could you please introduce yourself? Hi, Trudy. Thank you. It's de- it's a delight to be back with you again. My name's Elise Lonsdale. I run a business called Data Australasia, which stands for Disability and Assistive Technology Access Australasia, where we offer access technology support, training and assessment to people who have low vision and blindness who are on the NDIS. Thank you, Elise. And we talked a lot last year about the work that you do supporting colleagues in the use of assistive technology, but I really want to know, you were in Melbourne, the most lockdown... Yes, I know. Not a great deal. Nothing much to be proud of there, is it? Uh, Well, it's an interesting, uh, you know, title. But I wonder what changes you had to make as a as a result of the COVID lockdowns to the work that you do. Sure. Well, fortunately, as I said before, we came on air. Much of my business, because we're considered as as an essential service. um, Working with the NDIs, we could still go out. We did have to do those. those uh, work permits, which really sort of scare the living daylights out of me a bit, because it's sort of you, know, you sort of think of uh, how totalitarian is this? You know, work <laughs> permits um, in case we did get pulled up by the police. But fortunately, that never happened. And um, one of the I, I've done another interview recently too, and somebody was asking about the the how I travel around, and I was had the privilege of a very good, uh, gen, a very lovely man called Gekin, that's his nickname, but he's probably Melbourne's best taxi driver. He's a silver service taxi, and taxis were allowed to operate, of course, so there'd be very, very low, there, w- there was a very, very low likelihood of anything like that happening, getting pulled up and asked questions and all that sort of stuff, especially in last year's lockdown. I think in lockdown two, you know, just personally speaking, I think they overcooked the goose a bit and they probably didn't quite push the people as hard as they did in lockdown six, although it did go protracted. And in that particular lockdown, there was a lot of controversy about uh, kids' playgrounds and, and that sort of thing being closed down here in Victoria. But, uh, yeah, I think there was no ring of steel. They had that ring of steel, which I think yes, was, I was, was quite nasty. Um, and getting across that, you know, scared the bejeebies out of me. I did do it a few times. Uh, well, not really, actually. The morning to Peninsula where I was actually staying with my sister was the part of Melbourne, so I didn't really go outside that ring of steel. But um, it, they did have a checkpoint on the um, freeway going down to the morning to Peninsula, which we got through, again, with the silver service taxi without an issue. But, yeah, you know, it, it's got this, this fear and, and stuff in the back of your mind. And, of course, it did have a, a profound effect on a lot of businesses. I was quite lucky at the time, um, but even then there was a lady last year who I did a lot of work with before, in between the lockdowns and after, well, as we were sort of coming out of six, I think, um, we had, she sort of said to me, look, I'll suspend it until I get vaccinated and then I really want to do my computer training. I want to learn how to use my Mac with voiceover. I've got plenty of time. I'm not doing much else. And she was a delight to work with. Um, so we went down to her suburb in a in a southeastern suburb of Melbourne and uh, did some work with her during the lockdown. Um, we have, it, ha- it has been the impetus for me to get moving with um, remote training, remote access training. Um, it was always one of those things in the back of my mind, and this goes back as far as my days working in New Zealand when we, oh, well, let's install TeamViewer. Um, 
let's install a few things we've got jaws tandem that sort of stuff it'll be nice to do some online work but no one really ever pushed the button to do it you know we ha I, I was using zoom back then for toastmasters uh, that was about it because uh, I was involved in some worldwide Toastmaster clubs where we physically couldn't meet. Mm -hmm. uh, but suffice it to say uh, that, you know, that the, the whole online training thing was something that would, I oh, wouldn't it be cool to do, you know, but no one ever really did it. Uh, with uh, COVID coming along, uh, I remember getting a few prompts from TeamViewer saying, you need to license this uh, product or else the world will end. <laughs> and and uh, so I did $650 odd or $630 a year, I think, Australian for that license. I'm now in my third year of it because I first licensed that back in 2020, rather, um, back in March 2020, when I realized that this is going to be something we really need to put a, a bit of effort into. Um, then... I licensed it last year, licensed it this March, and March, last March, just gone. And it's it's good because I used it unexpectedly the other night. You know, I got a, a lady from Tasmania who needed some help with NVDA, and I'm not going to be able to get down to see her. And I was able to remote in and fix the problem for her. Yeah. When a lot of the other problems that had been suggested to her didn't, didn't yield a good result. Uh, her audio was muted for that channel and uh, she was never able to get NVDA working. Well, had 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 it working. So she went to a JAWS, you know, 40 minute free demo license to get her by, but that was a nuisance because you've got to reboot the machine every 40 minutes. Oh, uh, she, I did offer to assist her in getting JAWS, but she was quite happy with NVDA once she got it back. So, you know, it, it still has its place, uh, remote uh, support. Uh, there was a lady in Perth I worked with not long ago. It was, it was always a delight working with that lady because we'd always stay, I'd look at my watch and we'd stay on longer. Um, <laughs> you know, I usually do two hour sessions and I'd look at my watch and we're like 20 minutes past and better, we better we better quit now, you know. I'm sure people have got other things to do. I didn't charge her for the extra time, but it was always really nice to have her there to, well, it, it, well just the mere fact that it went longer than it should have meant that I was, we were very, very engaged, the pair of us. Absolutely. And as a result, the time got away. You know, we were working, we were achieving, we were looking at our, plan, our lesson plan, we were looking at our, uh, the, sometimes she'd send me a, a bit of a, a thing, a bit of a, a list of requirements that she wanted to get covered either in that lesson or, you know, subsequent lessons. And we got the, um, yeah, we got through it all, but, uh, you know, it's just really good that the time just disappeared. It was always a good sign that you are enjoying yourselves. And I know that you you, you do teach a lot of courses um, that you do, and obviously you will have to have shifted them. Can you tell us a little bit about the journey of moving some of those courses that you used to do in person into that online model? Well, <clears throat> I didn't really think about it at the time. It was more a reaction. Um, we still do. We still write up a lesson plan if we have to. We still look at the um, the the goals, the 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 participants goals we still look at what they want to do the so it basically zoom's been great um i usually i've done them on zoom apple facetime uh this one the other night was on facebook messenger but you still have to have the ability to get the computer the the journey is i guess uh, you know that you're never going to be able to pick up the computer and fix it for somebody like i was on site yesterday with a client and yeah if she got really stuck and i didn't want it's great to teach, but it's also great not to let those little things that crop up annoy you and interrupt the lesson and thus inter interrupt the learning process, especially yeah. when I'm trying to get somebody to do some keyboarding and, and use JAWS in a particular way with Insert F5 to look for the form fields 
and something else crops up, you can grab the computer and just get rid of it quickly and then get on with the class. Well, you can't do that when you're remote, obviously. So that the journey is, is how to make you know, mitigate the risk of pop-up things coming up and getting in the way. I mean, there's, there's a lot of software out there that crops up and wants to ask questions. Think, just get out of my life, you know. I'm trying to do a lesson here. Go away. <laughs> uh, so the uh, you've got to try and mitigate the risk of that. Um, I like to come on a little bit earlier to to get prepared. Uh, I, I like to usually I I asked I ask the um, the clients that to be as prepared as they can, make sure everything is charged up or running on power, um, make sure the internet's working, that sort of stuff. But it hasn't. It's not really a big issue. Um, once it's, you know, I, I didn't really think about it at the time because there were a couple of organisations, one of which was Statewide Vision Resource Centre, which I'm privileged to work with uh, for one day a week. Um, we got that support skills program online pretty quick. And uh, I, I don't think we even thought about the journey. We just knew that we had to do it. And everybody just uh, got motivated and did it. And looking back on it, um, it's worked well. Um, as I said, there's no real big journey in it, really, other than the fact that it was just something we had to do. Um, blind people lend themselves well to remote learning and in a lot of cases because of mobility issues. They've had to yeah. you know, do things online where a lot of uh, sighted people, for example, would hop in the car or, or get to where they've got to go if they've got to do a, a course. Uh, whereas with uh, a lot of vision impaired people, I've had some experience with the former Cisco Academy for the Vision Impaired 10 years ago where that was coming on 12 13 14 years ago now where all of that was online yes so for me online teaching wasn't a big stress no i've, I've always believed that online teaching coaching all of those things remotely actually forces you to be a better teacher because you have to be better at articulating what to yes. do you can't actually jump in yourself and do it that's exactly right yes i can't just take the computer off the person and say here let me fix this quickly <laughs> and then we can get going so you do have to be very careful in articulation. I actually uh, had a lady who um, I've done some iPhone training online, and when you are teaching those physical gestures, I know you can see the people out there can't, and you're teaching that swiping left and right gesture. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, especially if they've got a bit of sight, will get it. Will look at what they're doing, and then they they tend to just peck at the screen. You know, they just calendar fifteen minutes ago, and they don't move. They don't do the right finger movement. So you've really got to be very, very articulate in saying how to perform that swipe left and right because it's one of those basic fundamental gestures that if you don't do it right, you're, you're going to have a lot of trouble with your device. And I've actually taken the person's hand at times and shine, you know, extend your, Friday, hold, hold, your hold your device in your less dominant hand. Yes. And then do the gesturing with your, your, your dominant hand. Speech off. There you go. It's got <laughs> sorted out, Alex. Uh, so basically, then do that gesturing left and right, basically, and, and held their hand and got them to extend their finger to so that they can do that, you know, gesturing yes. forward and back. Once they've hit the uh, icon that they want, uh, then the, to do the single finger double tap gesture to activate it so to speak so um and we we talk a lot about focus and i still do even when i'm working with people physically um if you don't understand the concept of focus whether you're using a gesture-based screen reader such as voiceover on a flat screen or a keyboard driven screen reader such as voiceover on the mac or um jaws or nvda 
uh, if you're not sure where the focus is, you're going to have a lot of trouble. Yep. Yep. So the, the teaching principles remain the same. They do. Yep. Yeah. Fair enough. What I love about you, Elise, is you're such a big advocate for that, that philosophy. If you can't find a job, you make one. Uh, absolutely. And that's what got me in here. Uh, I actually left Vision Australia. It was a fixed term one one year contract after I came back to Australia. So I just, uh, as I said to somebody the other day, I just kept continuing working. Uh, some client, a couple of clients followed me. Um, I got new clients, and basically, yeah, if you can't find a job, make your own job. And better still, if you also if there's something about that job you can't or don't want to do. And I'm not very good at doing all the paperwork. I, I think I, I think I failed bureaucracy school. <laughs> so get somebody to do it for you. Employ somebody. And if you're starting out and you haven't got a great deal of money, contra it. Just get them however you can do it. Just doesn't matter how you do it. If you don't want to do something, you don't have to. Uh, whereas when you're in some of these larger organisations, that you, you know, they say, "Oh, that's part of your job." And I'm like, "Yeah, well, okay." That's 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 a point of discussion, let's say. But uh, the fact of the matter is, uh, once you're in your own business, you can make what part of the job you want yours and contract it out. I have a lovely lady who helps me uh, with report writing when I need it. Uh-huh. If we need to do any reports, letters of recommendation. Now I can do them, but sometimes at one point there, I was so busy, I was struggling to find time slots for people. Now it's uh, we've had a bit of a, a an odd three months of work where things have dropped off here. But, you know, whether you, you can't do it, won't do it, don't want to do it, doesn't matter what the reason is. If you want to, if you don't want to do it, employ somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Give them the opportunity to do it. And the blindness community actually have, have a lot of pe- has a lot of talent out there, untapped talent. And yeah. l- larger organisations haven't really tapped into it very well. So there's people out there who would give their right arm to do the jobs I don't want to do. Great. <laughs> give them the jobs. Great. Yep. Nothing we've created for you earlier. I wonder, did COVID create any new roles? Not really. Um, not for me. It may well have for other people. For me, I still have to do the bookkeeping. I employ, I've now taken on a bookkeeper. You know, accounting, taxation, all that sort of stuff remains the same. Um, letter writing, well, the lady I use for letter writing is actually in New Zealand. So she, um, so that was always done remotely. And, uh, well, I can't go across and see her well couldn't for a long time go across and see her now i'm hoping to get over there at some time soon um the tax probably more if, if anything's changed in that respect probably more likelihood to get a taxi um even though um i was catching trains if there were jobs in the city but sometimes to get out to those spokes on the rule at wheel out, out into those other outer suburbs i'm not really going to want to travel an hour and a half two hours on a couple of different modes of transport carrying heavy equipment so i'm going to get a taxi anyway or there are some places that are close to home in i live in the outer eastern suburbs of melbourne mm-hmm. there are cl- clients that are close to here and but not still not accessible by public transport but yeah I, so where i could get public transport i was all more apt to think about that before COVID. now sure. i just have geckin uh, yeah it's a, it's a case of um, well i actually had geckin when i had uh, when i was back at vision australia he followed me <laughs> so I've given him a lot of work. Uh, the travel budget's quite um, quite big. Yep. But, yeah, even just to get down to the top end of the morning to Peninsula yesterday, um, there's no way you'd do that. You could get to Frankston on an hour, um, probably from here on the bus, a good hour and a half, um, yep. and then you're tired by the time you get Then you still got to get across to this particular location. So I 
I just, you know, you're, you're there in about 45 minutes in the taxi. It does yeah. cost, but we can do it. And, uh, of course, a lot of my jobs aren't as far out. Uh, sometimes what I will do is uh, I had two people on the morning to Peninsula. One's dropped off at the moment, sadly. But I used to work those clients on the same day. Right. So that you didn't have to go down and back and, you know, mess about. And you could just find, you know, I knew all the places having lived on the peninsula. I knew a lot of places for lunch and that sort of thing. So that really worked out well. Yeah, no, that does sound like a good plan. I wonder if any of the changes you've made as a result of COVID you're going to keep now. Well, certainly, yeah, the taxi driver seems to be kept kept on. <laughs> uh, that, that's, and that's also happening in my personal life too. It's amazing. I got on a train the other day for the first time for quite a while and I thought, you know, a few years ago, I would always do this without even thinking about it. Now it's more of a conscious effort to use public transport. Um, I don't have a problem with it. It's just that it got out of my, it sort of got out of my psyche, got out of my bloodstream, I guess. I, maybe because in New Zealand, we didn't have that public transport being in the regions. Um, I was had to be driven everywhere there too. So it's a bit like being back there. Um, so any of the, the COVID, that, that's probably, as I said, the major thing with COVID. The remote learning has uh, can stay. I'm going to hang on. Just coughed. Sorry. Okay. The, uh, the remote learning, the remote learning will definitely stay. You know, we still pay that license for TeamViewer. Uh, I have thought about RIM, which is remote incident manager, but that's even more expensive, about 900 American dollars. God, I mean, that's what that would cost us a year. Haven't had calls to use it yet. Um, there's still a lot of meetings I do online. Apple users, the Apple User Society of Melbourne, something I've got an interest in. They've kept all their meetings, all bar about one, uh, maybe two meetings a month are now online. So they've really kept their online presence. Of course, I still do that. Um, I'm starting to run seminars now, the first of which the other was just this Wednesday past where we had some ladies from the uh, Plan Partners. Uh, a couple of lovely ladies from the Plan Partners uh, uh, company came into, or came on Zoom to deliver a presentation about the changes in the price guide uh, the, you know, to try and demystify some of the confusion that was uh, set up back at the yes. beginning of July, which caused a lot of problems with the the 15 category code and the 01 category code. Uh, so basically, um, I've started doing that, whereas I might have thought about running that, uh, well, with people coming to us before COVID. Uh, I do want to do some online group sessions if I can. That's been in the back of my mind for quite a while now, for about 18 months. But, you know, when you're in COVID and, you know, as I said, not the, mo not the most proudest record of being the most locked down city in the world, it does take your mind away from what you should be doing. It took my mind away from some of the bookkeeping. You know, you're constantly worried about when you can get out. You're constantly, the shops are shut. It's a very, very depressing type of environment. I wouldn't recommend it for anybody. Yeah. And, um, you know, there are things that got left wanting last year, sadly, because of COVID. And, the, you know, I think it, it does get into your psyche a bit. And um, I know people say, oh, it can't have been all that bad. Well, they weren't in Melbourne. Yeah, and I was here in Sydney for the 107-day lockdown, so we have a sense of it, what it was like, but, yeah, certainly messes with you. But it sounds like you have continued to be innovative and, and support your community. Oh, absolutely. That's what we're here to do. I, I do what I do. I love what I do, and I do what I love. And, you know, we were able to get the Support Skills Program online, and today is another one of our scheduled online sessions with uh, Statewide Vision Resource Centre. So, And we've, we've done that to allow children who are... Um, 
This is my second job, by the way. Um, we've done that to allow people who are remote who would find it difficult to come down to our centre in Donvale. Um, so we've kept an online group going. We run two sessions of those a term. It also has the, which is also flows into my own business here, it has the ability to keep people's hand in, thinking about online. And with vision impaired people, if they can learn some keystrokes, like, you know, Alt-A to mute and unmute your audio or Command-Shift-A if you're in the Mac environment. Same with uh, Alt-V, Command-Shift-V. Uh, how to raise your hand, um, I think it's Alt-U or something, uh, to all those sort of things when in a meeting to to deal with all those sort of online things that you wouldn't naturally have done two and a half years ago because you would probably be in a uh, you know, physical class. So um, that's in both jobs. And I find there's a lot of what I learn in one job sort of drifts over in my mind to the other job, which is really great. I was talking yeah. to Kim about that just the other day. I said, you know, it's really great what I do here. I can take to my own business. What I do in my own business, I can, you know, some new keystroke I've learned during the week. And I think I've got a student who's going to need to know that on Friday. You beauty, let's get it. You know, let's get it happening, you know. So, you know, all these sort of um, skills, uh, very, 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 those two jobs, even though they're very separate jobs, one's a government job, one's my own business, um, what you learn in one, you can carry over to the other or, or one, one experience, and it's great. And the demographic's obviously different. I don't get that many children in my own business. I've had a couple, but, you know, it's all children. It's um, statewide, and it's, it's, it's mainly all adults in the business. So you get this really cool mixture of... Uh, the different demographics. Mm, absolutely. And it sounds like you continue to learn as we do from you. So Thank you. Yes, it's, 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 it's a life's learning experience. And I've learned a lot. I'm you know, looking at getting into some web accessibility things. Um, later in the year, I've got one course booked already and I'm looking at another one. And that's to def so that I can diversify a little bit, I think, in case, uh, you know, it's always good to do that because I think the three month uh, I think people at the moment down here seems to be across the board. I've spoken to people in other organisations. We've had a few people that are worried about coming out and getting sick. Down in Victoria here where the climate's not as warm as, say, Sydney or, or Queensland, the people are worried about getting influenza A. They're worried about because they were in lockdown, they're not as immune to some of the other regular flus and bugs and things that get around this year and get around in winter, and there's always plenty of those in any winter. So people are actually coming down with all sorts of other things. There's a lot of absenteeism across the across the board in workplaces, teaching organisations, and right across the board of people that are not coming to work because they're unwell, not yep. necessarily with unwell with COVID, but unwell with other problems. Yeah, yeah, we're seeing a little bit of that too. But it sounds like, and the beauty of online is it doesn't matter anymore. No, it doesn't matter. You know, I I, I did have COVID earlier in the year, and fortunately for me, actually, we did this twice. I kept working in my business um, when I when I wasn't in bed resting, uh, so I kept working. Uh, but it was also just coincidentally a scheduled online session with Statewide. Mm -hmm. and they said, "Oh no, no, you can have the day off," you know, all that sort of you know really neat stuff. And I said, well, "Yeah, I sort of wouldn't pre I, I wouldn't mind a bit of a rest during the day, but there is a couple of kids I really need to work with uh, that you've got here on the program, and I, I will." I'll, I'll, I'll be half dead before I, I, I refuse to do this. So <laughs> can I do them? And they said, yeah, of course you can. So I did. Oh, well, it's actually one child and the morning and afternoon briefing we do. So um, I sort of kept working uh, because I didn't have to go out. And uh, one other time I was unwell with a lung infection as well because I've got weaker lungs. And um, we did a hybrid session that day. So 
there was a couple of times I couldn't go and work the clients. So again, online helped. It was great. It does. There are definitely silver linings, I think. But at least, as always, so lovely to talk to you. It's been nice to get this update to see how that you've gotten through all of this. So thank you for, for talking to me again. Always yeah, a pleasure. Sure. I look forward to talking to you again soon. I look forward to coming back soon. And it's really great to be on the Next Sense podcast. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Thank you.